views expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show. is coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everyone. I'm Dr. Pat. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show, Transformation Talk Radio and TransformationRadio.fm. You know, for many of us, you know, we have taken the journey with those that we love, friends, family, and alike uh, through the aging process. And if you've ever cared for anyone in their senior, beautiful years of their lives, one of the things that you know and you become acutely aware of is what they need, what they're asking for, and what they're getting and not getting. Today's show is about two amazing, let's just call them special blessings or solutions. One is from Lisa Gibbons. She's going to share her personal story and what it's like to have an aging father who, for many, many reasons, might be alone, might be out there in the world, might have no way to feel safe out there. She has got a solution in that. And the other is from Dr. Lee Lindquist. You know, when we're thinking about putting a plan together for the latter years of our lives, why can't that plan be about thriving? Why can't that plan, you know, help people live beautifully at any age? Well, there's a special organization that you're going to hear about that created a website, designed a website, built the website, cultivated the message by people who are directly affected by it. So today's show is to paint a new narrative on aging in America, what it is and what it's not, what it could be and what it must be. So fasten your seatbelt. Here we go. I am thrilled to be introducing you to Dr. Lee Lindquist. Dr. Lindquist is a geriatrician and chief of geriatrics at Northwestern Memorial Hospital and Northwestern University Feinberg School of Medicine in Chicago. Besides her doctorate, she has a master's in public health. Now, here today with multiple research studies focusing on enabling seniors to successfully age, I love this, she is going to share her breakthrough research and information with us. She's been on radio, she's been on television, she's been featured in the Boston Globe, Wall Street Journal, and she is here with us today to talk about a new tool that will help seniors have a voice as their health needs grow. Dr. Lindquist, this is kind of exciting, and I wanted to ask you a little bit about what this breakthrough is all about, because we are a growing body of people. 
Exactly, exactly. And and I'm a geriatrician, so I know that because all of my patients are over the age of 65, with my oldest one being 104. Um, but what I'm seeing is that seniors want to remain in their own homes. I mean, they want to age in place. But when a health crisis happens, like a hospitalization, somebody's walking along, they fracture a hip, they get hospitalized, it's, it totally jeopardizes their ability to age in place because family members have to run around, figure out, do we get a caregiver? Do we find somewhere that they can live for a short time? Do we go into a uh, you know, subacute rehab, nursing facility? And it this happens over and over and over again. And I'm sure many people, many listeners have seen family, friends, relatives where this has happened to them. And so instead of constantly reacting to these emergencies when they come up and jeopardizing seniors' ability to age in place and not getting the seniors' voices heard, I said, let's back this up. Let's plan for these health emergencies happening. Let's plan for these crises. And so we made a website here at Northwestern Medicine called planyourlifespan.org. And what it is is that it helps people understand what might happen in their fourth quarter of life, you know, from 65, 75, 85, 95, when they might get a little, you know, a new medical problem, more problems happening to them, they might need more help in the house, and they can actually plan for the resources that they might need health-wise in their own home. I think what you're talking about is so important because, I, by the way, we just went through this with a friend of ours as of yesterday. <clears throat> and so wow. what is so important about this is that we expect our family members to even know what to do. And that process in itself can literally devastate the person that needs the care, can't it? It totally, you're, you're completely right. Um, what we see a lot of times is that seniors will say, you know what, I'm not going to worry about it because my daughter will handle it. And, yeah. and the daughter may be taking care of her own children, working full time. And there's just a tremendous burden that happens to, to the daughter when, you know, something happens. And they have no clue what the senior wanted. The senior might not be able to even tell you. And then to make even matters worse and to complicate things, there might be other family members that might want to weigh in on things. And then you've got everyone kind of arguing on what's going to happen down the road. I think we had one scenario, we had a couple scenarios where a senior said, you know, I don't have to worry about this because I'm just going to move in with my daughter when time comes. And the daughter had never even thought about it and was totally blindsided that the senior was even thinking about moving in with them. And it's this kind of lack of communication about this you know, future of everyone's life, you know, that we've got to kind of start working on, especially with the aging population. Yeah. And you said something interesting, and I, I don't want to just blow by it. You know, a lot of times the children are seniors. Yes. Yeah. I have several that I'm taking care of both the children who's in their 70s as well as mm -hmm. the mom who's in their 90s. Yeah. Um, and that's where it's important for everybody to start making these decisions and planning for it. Um, because there's so many people that are involved with getting older and with their needs. And I really think aging in place is so important, and it's yeah. usually the best place for seniors. Yeah. Um, one of the things that I want to just talk to is, you know, uh, about what some of these strategies are, right, and why it is important to, to really look at a aging in place. It, many people think, oh, well, wait a minute. Mom's going to get a lot of care over here. Dad's going to get a lot of care over here. You know, let's move them over here to another part of the state, another part of the country. I mean, what is the real underlying psychological impact of all of these and medical impact of these? Well, what I'm seeing is that so many people are unprepared. 
Um, mm. And so then the decisions kind of even just fall out of the senior's hands. And like you said, you know, the family members end up making the decision. And one thing I'm seeing is that when I'm talking to my seniors and I ask them, you know, what are you going to do when you need more help in the home or you're not able to be as independent as you want if something happens? And they say, oh, I've got it already figured out. I've got my power of attorney. I've got my will. And I've got my casket picked out. But this is all kind of end of life. This is planning for when you're close to death. What yeah. this is talking about is like the 10 or 20 years beforehand. Yeah. And I kind of bridged it with some of my patients by saying, well, that's all and good, but you're going to be alive a lot longer and you're going to need to figure out what you're going to do as your needs change. Yeah. Uh, one of the things that I, I, I think that is important in what, you're, what you all are doing is removing the stigma around decisions like this. Isn't part of the, the, the end game of what you all are doing is providing information that literally can change the perception of people because a lot of this is perception isn't it it truly is because people perceive that you know if i talk about it that means i'm going to go straight to the nursing home right um or if i talk about needing help down the road that's it i'm never going to be able to live in my own home but the taking it earlier and having the discussions earlier instead of during the crisis actually takes a lot of the emotion a lot of the stress out and you can make more educated decisions yeah, one of the things that I love about this is how these decisions, and I was looking at, you know, the your website and the information, is not only can you make decisions about yourself, but we're finding uh, that people are making decisions like, you know what, I want to be closer to my friend Mary. You know, things like that, that really support a quality of life. Does this information you're providing address that part of the scenario? Yeah, actually, the the website was built by seniors for seniors. So we brought in, you know, a bunch of seniors, uh, like, you know, easily over 100 um, who came in and kind of went to the website and said, this is what we're interested in. This is what we're worried about. We'd like to know more about this. This is what we're kind of concerned about. And then we actually took videos of them and we took pictures of people who had actually gone through these health crises and the issues and the things that arose for them. And then the physicians, the nurses, the social workers, you know, case managers, area agencies on aging, we all came together and we said, okay, how can we answer these questions? How can we get the answers in the hands of the seniors and their families so that they know what to do when these things happen? And that's yeah. how the website got developed. Yeah, and you know how I know that? Because when I went to your website, I could actually read the print. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's all our spot with minimal scrolling, so it's easy to navigate. Well, it gets you right to what people want to know about. Um, what What are you most hopeful about? I, I love talking about hope. What are you most hopeful about? What would you like to see happen here? Well, I would love, I would love, love, love if we could get our seniors and their, you know, offspring and their children all talking about this and coming up with plans so that when or if a health crisis happens, that they'll have their voices heard. They'll know what to do because their senior has already told them. And I think that's critical to having people's wishes, you know, fulfilled as they age and also to having people age in place. Yeah. When we say age in place, share with us for the listeners what that means. Many people might think they know what that means. I would love for you to share it. So I like to actually use the term successfully aging in place because yes. aging in place is kind of remaining in your own home or, you know, if you live in a retirement community and you want to age in your own retirement community, it takes a lot of different realms. 
mm-hmm. um, or iterations, but I like it to be living where you want to live right now, you know, as long as you want and safely because everyone probably listening knows somebody that they're worried about where they're not sure at any one moment if something's going to happen, they're going to fall off. Um, you know, or get injured or something. And it's aging in place with the right needs being met and with the right infrastructure so that people can do what they want independently and be happy as they can be. Well, I want to thank you so much for all that you're doing. And please, again, let folks know the resources that are available. I know you're getting off to the next interview, but I do want to thank you because this is really a way to put oh, hope into you. action. And that's so, it's so great to hear the feedback on this. Uh, for more information um, on this, please visit planyourlifespan.org. Um, and if anyone is interested in geriatric care here at Northwestern or, you know, seeing a physician in geriatrics, I have people coming all over the country to see us. We're one of the experts in geriatrics across the nation. Please visit our website, Northwestern Medicine, and it's at nm.org. So thank and you so gonna, much. Well, we're going to make sure we're posting it all over the website. And with your permission, we'd love to put a link up Definitely. so people can get right to this. Thank you so much, Dr. Thank Lindquist. you so much. All right, everybody. We'll be right back. Interested in deepening your spiritual practice? The School for Esoteric Studies offers online training to spiritual seekers from all paths of life and individual coaching. Our courses synthesize Eastern and Western spiritual traditions based on meditation, study, and service applied to everyday life. To learn more about our courses and services, please visit www.esotericstudies.net. Discover the healing medicine from the giant monkey tree frog, Cambo. Cambo practitioner Ginny Rutherford and professional psychic Todd Rolson have come together for lively discussions of alternative healing medicines from the Amazon. Ginny and Todd bring you Cambo Talk Radio. Tune in each Monday at 1 p.m. Pacific to hear from guests all over the world with real life stories and the medicinal benefits of Cambo. For more information, visit CamboKiss.com. Are you feeling stagnant or blocked in your love life, career, health, or finances? Experiencing difficulty focusing or setting and achieving goals? Tune in to Spiritual Diagnostics Radio with psychic visionary healers Carol Dorian and Justice Welling. Discover the cause and effect of unwanted patterns in life. Tune in every Tuesday at 12 p.m. Pacific on Transformation Talk Radio. For more information, visit spiritualdeed.com. Is traditional medicine not working for you? Do you still feel as if your health isn't 100%? Here at the Holistic Medical Center, Dr. Nushin Darvish and the qualified staff look through the dimensions of wellness and start a healing plan prioritized to your needs. Our physicians assess the whole you until complete health is achieved. Get the help you need by visiting drdarvish.com or call 425-451-0404. To see your life from an angel's perspective, book a personal consultation with Claire Candy Hoff, angelic walk-in angel Ariel at Angel Healing House. Candy provides intuitive counseling, Reiki, and angel readings in person in Los Angeles or nationally and internationally via phone or Skype. She will channel the practical tools you need to transform your life. Call now, 831 
877-377-3716 or visit angelhealinghouse.com. Take us with you on that morning commute. Download your favorite podcast from the Transformation Radio Network. Just visit transformationradio.fm. Imagine a world where good news, positive information and stories were the mainstream. Tell us your positive story. Hashtag positivity rules. You are listening to the Transformation Radio Network. Hey everyone, I'm Dr. Pat. And I'm Lisa Gibbons, excited to share with you about how technology can save lives and help our seniors live more independently. We'll be discussing Philips Lifeline Medical Alert Systems. Yeah, and by the way, this is a new narrative for all of you listening. You're going to get information. We're going to send you to the website because you can make a difference and together we can save lives. Right, Lisa? We absolutely can. Yeah, so let's give out the website to everybody here and... Please, you guys got to know that we're going to give you lots of information. Go ahead. If you have a senior in your life and you want to feel more peace of mind, you want them to be independent, feel safer and more connected, go to Philips Lifeline, Philips with one L, lifeline.com. Yes! And I'm all about supporting care partners, lisascareconnection.org. Love for you to stop by and see what we've got going on. Be you plus live your purpose equals joy. That's the motto of Unstuck Joy with Vicki Todd. Vicki believes you were born with gifts that are meant to make the world brighter. Each show will feature an art visioning journal prompt to help you create your way to soul clarity. If you're ready to get unstuck and create more joy, this show is for you. Tune in every month on Transformation Talk Radio. For more information, visit VickiWorldArt.com. Do you feel that there's a bigger, better life for you? Is there anything holding you back from living the life you were meant to live? If you'd like to find your life's true purpose and calling, join the world's foremost authority on primal spirituality, David Carshare, in Becoming a Sun Radio, Emotional and Spiritual Intelligence for a Happy, Fulfilling Life. Tune in once a month to Becoming a Sun Radio with David Carshare on The Dr. Pat Show and Transformation Talk Radio. For more information, visit davidcarshare.com today. powerful insight and practical tools to support you on your spiritual journey. Access your higher self and tune in every second and fourth Thursday at 12 p.m. Pacific to A Life Untethered with Andrew Martin, walking the path of freedom. Andrew is a highly attuned intuitive oracle, energy worker, spiritual teacher, and international radio host. For more about Andrew and his services, visit thelightedones.com. Hey everyone, as I said before, I am so absolutely thrilled for today's show. Lisa Gibbons joining me here today, but guess what? You know, all of us have family, we have friends, and we contemplate what it would be like to be them 
as they become more seasoned in their lives, as they become people that are some of our most respected and elder. But what is it that we can know about this process, which we call aging, where we sometimes, if not many times, feel we're lonely. Sometimes we feel disconnected. Sometimes we feel helpless. Well, guess what? Lisa Gibbons is taking this conversation to a whole new level because technology played a very important role in her life and in her father's life. Today, we're going to hear how this caregiver advocate, talk show host, amazing spokesperson for Philips Lifeline Medical Alert Services is writing a new narrative that regardless of your age, you're going to want to hear. Lisa, it's great to have you here. Thank you for taking this on. Thank you. Oh, I'm very excited. This is, like you say, such a passion of mine, and I'm always grateful for the chance to talk with like-minded people because there is this weird sort of uncomfortable, almost stigmatizing ickiness about getting older with it's yeah. the most I mean it's what it's where we're headed it's our journey that's our path that's the greatest universal commonality that we have yeah you know this is like a little funny story I spend my Sundays and sometimes Saturdays at the senior center center down the road here from where I live with a group of people and we play of all things ping pong Now, I know it's funny, right? Uh, But here's the deal. You know, I play with 84-year-old people that talk about what that community of coming together, how we get to know each other, how we support each other. And, you know, yes, of course we play. But most of the time we're on the sidelines talking. This is really why your conversation and your advocacy is so important. Because I feel blessed but the general population is not quite there, are we? No, and you know, when you see reports and read studies about longevity and places in the world uh, where people are living better longer, it's typically in cultures where, as you say, the elderly population is revered and valued and expected to contribute and participate and um, and be a, a part of society that you that you see and that you um, hold hands with literally and figuratively uh, as as part of your day to day life. And we have this weird feeling about retirement yeah. and about you know um, downshifting into our golden years. And so many times that's this emotional signal um, that we're beginning to retreat and withdraw and we're beginning to kind of settle for things that are, that are less, either physically we're able to do less or mentally we're called upon to contribute less. And what's happening is we have a lot of chronic loneliness. We have depression. These are the things that, that create um, a, a, a situation of disease because we know that when people are lonely, they're at much higher risk, like two-thirds greater risk to get Alzheimer's and dementia. And loneliness is a, a greater health risk than obesity, for goodness sakes. But nobody really talks about that. Yeah. See, you and I have this in common because I do believe that loneliness um, really catapulted my mom to take her own life. I really do believe that. 
you know, we can talk about a lot of other things that we want to kind of push and poke at. But my mom's suicide, I really do believe after reading her letters that that everybody in the family thought were lost. I know it was loneliness. I don't think times have changed. I, I, I really think that we have a crisis that we're just not talking about. You know, that's so interesting, Dr. Pat, and such a, a struggle emotionally for people to look at um, whether it's a teenager, whether it's someone like your mom and and those questions um, and those, those private moments and what does um, prompt someone to feel disconnected or rejected or um, or that they they're they're not uh, having that kind of social interaction that feeds your sense of well-being or that allows you to have uh, positive mental health and and sometimes it's this cataclysmic kind of domino effect right. um, because we're hardwired as people to be social that's how we are designed to be in relationship with other people. And when we don't have it, it's not our optimal running condition. That's not, that's not our, our maximum kind of capacity for, for being healthy. So, you know, I'm all about what are the resources out there? What are the things, what are the ways right. that we can give advantages to um, our elderly population or to anyone uh, so that, that we can make sure to feel independent enough, secure enough to get out there and be who we are, you know, just to authentically claim who we are so that we can kind of show up next to somebody else and say, okay, great, great, here we are together. Yeah. You know, Lisa, I want to ask you this question, which I think is so important. And it is, you know, the story of your your dad. You know, here we are, you know, kind of in the, the, the wavelength of Father's Day. And, you know, we're talking about what happens when a life can be saved? And you have that story. Um, and yes, technology does play an enormous role in the world we live in. I would love for you to share that story with us. My dad is definitely uh, my hero. I'm, I'm a daddy's girl. We've been incredibly <laughs> close. And our family was blessed when my mother had Alzheimer's disease because she was so progressive in her thinking, Dr. Pat. She, yeah. she, we, we would have been quite happy to go to our corners and pretend it wasn't happening, but she was not that way. And she forced us all to really um, deal with it and talk about it and, uh, and figure out ways to cope and, and not just survive, but to thrive through her decline. And so we, we grew as a family in our grief and, and through, you know, we, we would give anything to have her back, but what a, what a beautiful gift she gave us um, at really, you know, dealing with a lot of those stigmas about death and dying and wishes and all those things that families often wait until too late to talk about. So when my mom died, daddy uh, was living alone and I really was very worried about him. Um, mm -hmm. You know, he's he's very capable and, and a very independent guy. But um, you know, I thought, what if what if something happened to him? And I live across the country in Los Angeles, and he lives in South Carolina. And I'm the middle kid, so I'm the one that typically is the negotiator. You know, middle kids can get out of anything. It can I know. work the parents, right? I know. I'm a middle kid. I'm a middle kid. I totally get it. Yeah. 
<laughs> well, then you, you're my, you're my sister, then my sister goddess, you got it. <laughs> so I was able to talk my dad into, um, I said, daddy, I'm worried about you. Um, you know, I don't want to nag you and call you and check up on you, you know, because that's not our relationship. I, you know, I, I know he's independent, but I, said, I really feel better if you had a personal emergency response system. And he's like, oh, honey, please, I don't need that. Nothing's ever going to happen to me. You know, he thinks he's invincible. I'm John Wayne, right? Like nothing's going to happen. And I finally got to the point of saying, it's it's not for you, daddy. It's for me. I just don't want to worry. I'll feel a lot better. I'm giving you this gift. Please let me give you this gift of peace of mind from me. And so that, I mean, you know, he would do anything for me as I would for him. And so that's really how he accepted it. And um, Daddy ended up having a heart attack, and had he not had a Phillips Lifeline medical alert system, we wouldn't have Daddy because he was—he wasn't near his phone. He had dropped to the floor on his way back from the bathroom, trying to get back to his bed one night. Mm. And Daddy, you know, that thanks to that, the ambulances arrived very quickly, and um, Dad, you know, had a, a quadruple bypass and. You know, he actually ended up having a lot of complications. But after months, months in rehab, my dad is great today. He's 88. He's back into his life. He's strong. And now he's an evangelist about trying to encourage other people to look at what what this opportunity is. And we were talking about loneliness. Here's the story. Um, a lot of people who we've got 11 million seniors, 11 million people over yeah. 65. It's hard for me yep. to call that a senior, but it I is. I know. I know. That's crazy, but 11 million people living alone. So if if those individuals knew that they were not really alone, that they could get assistance 24 hours a day, how would it change their lives? How would it allow them to get on the bus, go to church, go play cards, get out in the garden? These are the things that allow people to have a better state of wellness as you know, better than anyone. And so I think that, you know, when you're looking at, would you wear a pendant around your neck, underneath your sweater, underneath Mm -hmm. your t-shirt, underneath your blouse? That's all it is. And we ended up getting daddy what they call a go safe, which has GPS technology and automatic fall detection. So that's such a great option because anywhere in the States where he travels, in the shower, in the tub, on the lake, um, he, he can... If he falls, whether he hits his head and maybe he has a concussion, he passes out, or he's just disoriented, it will automatically signal help for him, even if he wow. can't. Wow! Isn't that cool? That yeah, those, that is the cool. algorithms. Like, how mm-hmm. do they know? Like, that's amazing to me that the 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 pressure, you know, the atmospheric pressure from when you're standing to the floor is different. The velocity of a fall. There's all these things that go into signaling that this person needs help. And yeah. then they can locate you. Um, so, and for people like I looked at my mom wandering and getting lost with the Alzheimer's, mm-hmm. to know that they can find you. I lost my mom at the mall a couple of times. Wow! It's yeah. just a great, a great opportunity that now that we have technology, now that we know we have these things, we need to take advantage of it because people can live better than they have been. And don't you think, though, Lisa, don't you think that let's talk about, you know, what happens to a family member 
when they don't believe that there are any other options. And what I mean to say is, you know, we're talking about a technology today, and we're going to give everybody lots of information about it. But what it does is for the individual, when they see how absolutely amazing it is, all of a sudden they breathe, they relax, they can get out more. You know what I'm saying? They're not worried about, am I a burden on my family and my children? And then the children relax more. So like everybody relaxes more. And we don't talk about stress on this one item in a family system. We just don't talk about it enough. Don't you think that this technology is a way for everybody in the family to feel safety. I'm so glad you put it that way, feel safety, because that lack of emotional safety when you're, when you're having every conversation with your parent is about, well, you know, were you going out walking by yourself and it was dark and, you know, did you get in the car and did you get lost? And, you know, what, you were out fishing in the boat and no one knew where you were and all of those things where you become the police and you become that nagging sort of, that's your only communication with your loved one. That's awful. And that's what this can take off the table. And also what you said about a parent not wanting to be a burden, I went to the response center where all of these emergency operators take these incoming calls when people are pressing the button. And a lot of the calls are from people that are just what they call testing it, just to say, they'll say, Mrs. Jones, do you need something? And they'll say, no, I just wanted to make sure you were there. Now, that's a really important and great use of the system because how great to know before you go to bed at night, how great to know when you're locking the doors at night, when you, when you feel maybe embarrassed to call your child, uh, when, there's, when there's thunder outside and you don't want to be a burden, um, when you lock, well, let's say you lock yourself out of the house. If you have um, this Phillips Lifeline medical emergency response system, you can set it up so that your response operator will know that, okay, first call is to 911 mm-hmm. if you want, to the hospital. Yeah to your to your your child to your neighbor but they can say great let us call your neighbor and the neighbor has the key for example um those are great things so that you as the as the daughter yeah. don't have to worry if dad gets locked out you know that yeah. the that the lifeline operator knows how to help get him in yeah. And, you know, I want to ask you this question, too. Well, first of all, before I jump to that, can we just take a minute? And I would love for you to let folks, first of all, know how they can find out more about your advocacy, as well as making sure they have information so that they can find out more about the technology. PhillipsLifeline.com. It's Phillips with one L. And you can see the different options. Uh, you know, it's a, it's a monthly subscription service, and you can get like what they call a home safe. Uh, you can get a go safe or a home safe with auto alert. There are different ways that, that different um, approaches, whatever fits best for you or your family or your lifestyle or what you're trying to accomplish at this stage mm-hmm. in your um, with your security or with with. And, and let me just put out there too. We're talking a yeah. lot about elderly, and I think that this is predominantly um, the group of customers that find this to be advantageous. But they also, and I learned this from the response operators too, they're also people that use this service that are um, 
for example, that are bipolar or people that are differently abled um, that just want to have that extra level of security. Um, there are some younger people that um, that have jobs where they just felt like they wanted, they just wanted this extra, they live alone, and they just wanted this extra level of knowing that they want help um, at that button push away. And so there are lots of reasons to opt in for it. And I know that, that, that people also are, are take, there are lots of folks taking medications, multiple medications that, gosh, it's hard to keep up with that. You know, one with milk and one without food and this one interacts with that one and this one four hours before that one. So the other great use of technology is a medical dispensing system, which is the coolest thing. And this also rocked my dad's world. This, this dispensing system will program in your medicines and literally pop them out for you at the times when you're supposed to take them. And the cool thing is, like, let's say my dad skipped two doses of some medication. We could have it programmed that if he skipped it twice, I would automatically get a call because that would mean, oh, wait, daddy didn't take his medicine. Maybe he's not okay. So I would have no way of knowing that, but if he skipped his medicine, A, we want him to take it, but B, what's wrong? So I think that's another great way to use technology to make sure that you're accurately and effectively taking your meds and also just to kind of keep an eye out without having to call every three hours and make sure mom or dad are doing fine. Yeah. And, you know, uh, let's talk for a minute about all of the information we now have, if we could, because, you know, in years past, there was this, let's just call it very creative lack of information about the aging population, what is affecting our aging population, what they need, what they don't need. But now we have AARP studies. We have more information now that families can say, wait a minute, we're not making this up. We need to come together as a family and look at what is the dynamic of this and what makes high quality of life extraordinary for all. Isn't this part of it too? Isn't quality of life part of this uh, advocacy as well? It really is. And like you say, there's study after study that, that indicates if you can mitigate this loneliness, if you can mitigate this lack of social interaction, um, mm-hmm. if you can mitigate this, this um, inactivity, uh, then you really can get much better health outcomes. So we, we know that everybody says, I want to live to be 100, but only if I'm A, in my right mind, and only if I right. can get out and get around. Well, how are you going to get out and get around? Well, the way to do that is to make sure that you're creating these optimal outcomes. And so it doesn't happen if you're just sitting around watching TV. And we know that, and that's right. what you're talking about. Study after study shows that. So if we can offer ways for people to feel that they are safe while they're being independent, that's the key to aging in place at home. Yeah. And, you know, don't you also think that part of what I think what complicates our state of minds is, let's say you're super, super healthy. That's one scenario, right? That doesn't mean if you're super, super healthy. And I think this is really the dilemma is you look great on the outside and nobody really asks how you're doing on the inside. And I think that's kind of a misconception. We have to do a better job at learning how to communicate heart to heart. That's so true. And, you know, in families, you know, time goes by and 
There are lots of wounds. There's no family that doesn't have some kind of dysfunction. Oh, and, I know. Right? So yeah. That's, that's just the journey. Um, <laughs> but, you know, that's what's been, I think, interesting for me to see is um, talking about these these response operators. I was able to introduce my dad this speaks to the relationship that they have with these, when they know that somebody is standing by to talk to them and it's not an interruption of their work, it is their work. You know, when, they, when they'll when they say, anytime, Mrs. Smith, you know, just push your button anytime. And they, 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 they feel like, okay, great, they really will do that. They don't, they aren't embarrassed and, um, you know, they they feel like somebody really is interested and kind of is, is just just they're waiting to, to receive whatever they need. That's a pretty cool thing. But when my dad um, went to the hospital, you know, it was, a, it was a medical emergency. And so the lifeline operator was, you know, it was overnight. Most of those emergency calls, for whatever reason, happened in the middle of the night. And the young woman that took the call, her mother is also a Phillips lifeline operator. And um, she chose that overnight shift because she likes that role. She likes to be the one there in an emergency. And she was unbelievable. And I flew her to South Carolina to meet Daddy and surprised him and said, you know, I want you to meet the young woman whose voice was on the other end of the phone. And she was excited because she said, you know, we, we often don't get updates on what happens. You know, we always follow up and make sure that they got where they're supposed to go, that the ambulance arrived or whatever. But it's very rare that they get to actually meet the person and see. And so it was a very sweet, emotional moment. And this young woman, 22 years old, Mm. And was cool as a cucumber, was so knowledgeable and had that passion for seniors. And just, you know, there's some people that just arrive kind of mature and bulletproof. And I guess from watching her mom and growing up um, in that whole nursing profession, which she had been in, in in the emergency fields. But it was a very um, interesting dynamic to see um you know, my dad at that time at 87 years old and mm. connecting with this young woman and seeing this respect on both sides of that relationship. And I just, I really loved that and was yeah. just so, um, just so touched. Yeah. Uh, you know, I want to ask you this question about the technology for people listening. Um, we touched upon its capability a little bit. But, you know, when I looked at the depth and the breadth of it, I was really blown away. And so I just want to make sure in the short time you and I have together that people fully understand that this is something that's lightweight. You know, people always ask, well, wait a minute, how am I going to change the battery? You know, what happens if I fall? What? But we're really talking about a technology that has considered that. Yes, absolutely. So, and 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 when when people um, get to the point where they're starting to explore this, and if they are interested, um, someone can come and do a demo. They can talk to you over the phone about it. Um, and I encourage you, if you go to um, Phillips Lifeline, you can see mm-hmm. on the website too, or you can call them about you know exactly how does this work. But there's basically a little pendant, like a little, um, uh, just a little necklace that has uh-huh. a button on it. And there's a, there's a, um, a home base. You don't have to have a landline by the way. Right. Um, right. Cause a lot of people have given up their landline phones. 
um, or you can't, you, and or you, you, there is a there is a system that you can use with your landline. But if you want the Go Safe, that is um, cell phone technology. So if you right. want that GPS, so that someone. Yep can find you. And we tested it with my dad. So he's wearing, so here's how it goes. Yeah. He has a, um, a, um, a home base unit plugged in, in his kitchen at uh-huh. home. Then he only wears this piece around his neck. Um, and it talks to you when the battery, when it needs to be charged, um, you don't have to change the battery. You just put it in a charging dock that comes wow. with that home unit. So wow. you just plug it into the dock and it will tell you when it needs to be charged. It'll talk to you, um, which is really kind of cool. Yeah. So, um, but he just wears that um, wherever he wherever he goes, and we took it took it out um, onto his property on the lake, and actually we'd go out on the water and then test it, and um, and and say to the operator, you know, well, where am I? And they can, you know, do their thing, and they can come up with like longitude, latitude of you know what county you're in and where you are on the water. And I thought that was so amazing because imagine if he had heat stroke, for example, and he's right, out right. in a little boat by himself and nobody can see him and nobody's looking for him for hours, that could be a bad outcome. But his auto alert will have signaled that he needs help. And if he doesn't respond, they're going to send people out to find my dad. If you're driving and you run into a ditch, um, the cops aren't coming because there's not another car involved. And maybe no, it's right. a, a country road and no one sees you. But mm-hmm. maybe you hit your head on a steering wheel. Well, mm-hmm. no one may come by for hours, but your auto alert will have signaled that you need help. And that could be the difference. Minutes matter. Minutes matter. And if somebody is, um, you know, a high risk, or if you're at high risk for anything, if you, I mean, we're, all seniors are at high risk for falls. We know that's mm-hmm. the number one thing. Number one thing. And I just, you know, when my mom was going through her journey with Alzheimer's, we didn't have this. And I really wish we would have had the opportunity to take advantage of this kind of technology because I think it would have really helped my dad um, to know that, you know, and now my dad now has a girlfriend, which we love her. And he <laughs> loves wearing, it's so wonderful. You know, life goes on. He's 88. And man, they're busy yeah. and happy and in love. It's beautiful. But oh, I know. He, like. he, wear, he likes wearing his lifeline because he knows that if something happens to her, he can also press the button to take care of her. So he feels like I'm a man, I'm yeah. going to be, you know, responsible and make sure I'm taking care of her. And that just, that made me so proud to see that that was important to him. So I think he wears it now. Yes, for me, for him, but he mm-hmm. wears it for her. Isn't that sweet? I think it's amazing. And you're absolutely right. I mean, one of my ping pong buddies, if I might say, uh, just got married. And, you know, and we, we met his new wife. And, you know, the general public thinks that, wait a minute, when you get past a certain of age, your life stops. That is so not true. Uh-uh. So not true. And that's what we're trying to combat is, you know, it's not true. And, um, you know, it's like... I've just had great role models of people into their 90s uh, really being the most interested people that I know and the oh most my productive gosh. people that I know, right? Oh, I know. I played doubles 
with a gentleman that was 92 last weekend. And I'm telling you, we were playing against some seriously aggressive people. And we just killed it, crushed it. And I think that's part of the, I mean, this is seriously part of the message. But here's what I discovered. See, I knew I was going to do this show with you, right? So I started to talk to the senior centers here in Washington State. These these folks are like, we don't even know what you're talking about. So my question to you, and I know you've got to run, thank you for giving us this time, is what can we do to get this message in the places that could do the most good with it? I know, and you know another use for it that people don't think about is um, even people whose parents live in assisted living or even people whose parents live in skilled nursing. Now, this is something that didn't occur to me until someone told me about it. They worried about their mom who um, had dementia living in a skilled nursing setting, and they said they, they didn't think the staff, and it's true, had enough time to be there as much as they would be comfortable being there, and they didn't live nearby. So they ended up um, getting a system like this so that it was, and they worked with the staff um, at the skilled nursing community, which they found very helpful so that they, this was another way of just saying, great, Mrs. So-and-so has pushed her lifeline button, then the lifeline people can call the nursing desk. Um, it's, it's being used in really interesting ways, filling in gaps, yeah. um, you know, filling in all kinds of gaps that as we, um, as we as a culture, you know, we used to have that nuclear family that we just don't have anymore. Right. And so this can help us bridge those gaps and keep people feeling independent. Yeah. And also the other thing that you mentioned is, you know, there are folks that are out in the world and I wish that this would become so second nature, so to speak, that people in stores and shopping centers and, you know, around places where all of us go and visit became so alert and aware about this that this that these conversations you and I are having everybody would be able to say oh yeah I know about that right 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 I know <laughs> and, and and whenever I talk about it like a you know there'll be kids that that are in their 20s saying oh wow I'm going to you know I'm going to tell my mom that about my yep. grandmom and then there'll be you know caregiving children that are in their 40s 50s 60s that are saying oh wow I want this for mom or dad And, you know, here's the thing, too. A lot of the members of the greatest generation that were born before 1945, these are are wonderful people who were, who grew up with notions, with characteristics of respect and dignity and privacy and, um, you know, proper kinds of um, authority. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, it's, it's not always so easy to start these kinds of conversations, but if you um, if you show that kind of of consideration to your mom or dad or your elder, uh, and really begin a relationship of tell me more, tell me how that feels, tell me how it would feel for you to know that you wouldn't have to worry. That feels much better than you know you shouldn't be out there by yourself. Yeah. You're not safe. That yeah. feels a lot. It, that doesn't feel good. Nobody no. wants to be preached to by a bossy pants child. 
Right, right. Because everybody is super stressed. I mean, you know, we do some interesting things when fear shows up, don't we, Lisa? I mean, we really do some really interesting things, all of us do with fear. And one of the greatest fears we have is about being the responsible child, as my sister was for my mom, being the responsible child for that loved one. And I think what you've come up with is talking about something that allows joy to be back in the family system. And there's no dollar amount. There's nothing much you can say about that. There's no replacement for it, I don't think. Well, you know, and people, I agree with you. And people talk about, well, gosh, I don't know, you know, what about this cost? And first of all, it, they're, they're, there's, the service is a range of service. Um, right. I think it's so it starts at like $39 and goes up to 59 or something. You'll see different prices on the website. But here's right. the deal about that. Um, people say two things. One, they don't need it. Well, you know, you get in your car every day and you put your seatbelt on, and chances are you don't need that either. You mm-hmm. do this um, for that eventuality or that, that moment when you might need it, when it makes all the difference, when minutes matter. You do it for the emotional safety, like you're talking about, to put joy back into the relationship. And you do it because it's much less expensive to preserve wellness, to preserve independence, to preserve physical and mental health this way than it is to pay for the chronic illness, the depression, the loneliness, all the decline that is likely to come if you don't intervene now. That's much more expensive. Yeah. And by the way, I mean, I've already looked at the cost for this. And, you know, for many people, yeah, maybe it is a little bit of a stretch. But I think when you look across the table and you say, not really, because now I am not driving over to my mom's house six times a day, my dad's house, I'm not calling them. I've now not bought them their own cell phone that I think they're going to dial. and call. That's what we did with Joan. We had like this family cell phone thing thinking, well, wait a minute, you know, how is she actually going to dial that if she falls? And she did fall uh, because we're not thinking right about this as kids. I know, right? I know. <laughs> I don't even know. We're like really smart, but we don't think about it. It's like, yeah, let's go get the family cell phone plan and give that. I could count on maybe one hand when Joan ever used that phone. But this is now a salute. It is funny, isn't it? But you know that's the way we act, right? Of course. And we apply the way we think. And, but you know, I got, once again, if my dad had had to get to his phone, daddy wouldn't be here. He just wouldn't be here. So, you know, it's it's so right. Cost is relevant to everybody. Nobody has extra money lying around. But for for, you can get one of these systems starting at $29 a month. And, you know, that's that's a lot of peace of mind. And, um, you know, I just wanted people to know. Uh, to know my story and to know yeah. what the statistics are and to know what the eventuality is about falls. Um, and so, you know, whatever we can do to prevent that is going to not only save money, but save relationships and, um, and, and save our seniors a lot of peace of mind, a lot of quality of life, Dr. Pat. Yeah. And Lisa, thank you so much for today. I've got one last question. I know you've got to run. Um, Please, what's your personal message? What would you like to leave us with here today? I think that we get stuck uh, in this kind of spiral of negativity when we focus on what is lost. You know, we get older and we think, well, I wish I had 
the vitality I used to have. I wish I had the body I used to have. I wish I had that job or that money or before the kids left or but whatever. You know, if we focus on what's left and not what's lost, we can see that the journey continues, right? The path just changes and your music changes, but that's okay. You learn, you learn some new steps. So one step forward, two steps back, that's a cha-cha. It's not a disaster. So just, you know, keep dancing. <laughs> I totally love the cha-cha. Thank you so much, Lisa. Thank you for today. Thank you for all that you're doing. What a great pleasure. And thank you, too. I always enjoy talking to you. And thanks for your work. So you be well. You, too. Thank you. Listen while you work. Streaming live on any device. Tune in to the Transformation Radio Network. Visit transformationradio.fm.